Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show. You have reached the man cave here in Redan, Georgia. We're going to talk a little sports, have a little fun, maybe have a couple of folks call in, talk a little bit. But just want to say thank you for just tuning in, whether you're listening live or on Memorex, also known as our archived version. Just want to say thank you for tuning in. A lot of NFL action. Got a great game going on right now. You got the Atlanta Falcons hosting the New England uh, New Orleans Saints, uh, a game that a lot of people predicted would be a blowout. I was at the uh, Hawks, uh, the Hawks Pistons game last night, and there was a whole lot of folks from New Orleans walking around the arena, uh, wearing their gear, uh, touting their team, talking a whole bunch of smack. Uh, I haven't seen a real good shot of the. Uh, uh, Georgia Domes to find out what kind of attendance they're looking at. But uh, I know that uh, there were definitely tickets available. I had a friend who was trying to get rid of some tickets. She started off at 60 bucks. From 60 bucks, she went to 50 bucks, And then she had to lower them again and finally got rid of them. Uh, these Falcons, a lot of the Falcons fans have hopped off the bandwagon, given up on their team. Still some loyal ones there who are still there, still there through thick and thin. But uh, for the most part, there's a whole lot of them that jumped off the bandwagon. For you folks who are listening on the, uh, on the Blog Talk Radio site, you're just checking it out via chat. Uh, if you're interested in calling in, if you've got a comment, you can call us at 347-945-7975 and uh, talk about what you want to talk about, or we can talk about what I want to talk about. Uh, again, I've already got my picks in for this week, and uh, know we've got some great football on the agenda coming up over the weekend. Cowboys and uh, some college, and you know, just got a whole lot of good stuff coming up this weekend. But more importantly, there's been some movement. I want to touch a little bit on some baseball action that's been going on lately, and uh, there was a big trade in Major League Baseball. Over the last day or so, uh, first baseman, uh, Prince Fielder uh, of the Detroit Tigers has been traded to the Texas Rangers for Ian Kinsler, a perennial uh, all-star second baseman. And uh, a lot of the bobbleheads have said that uh, Detroit got the better of the deal. But in all honesty, I think it was a pretty fair trade. Now, I understand that Detroit got from up under that big contract that Cecil signed, excuse me, that Prince signed a couple of years ago. But I thought that I heard also that uh, they were going to still be playing part of his contract, uh, although he was with the Rangers. So it may not be as big of a hit as uh, as some people had presumed it would be. And uh, I've spent a little time looking at the stats of the two players over the last few years. And 
you know, everybody that I've talked to talks about how great of a hitter that Kinsler is, and, and I've watched a bunch of Ranger games over the last few years, and, um, yeah, he's got some power for a leadoff hitter, and he can steal some bases, you know, for, for, for a second baseman. He plays pretty good defense. I understand all of that, but I just don't get that he's, you know, this great baseball player and that they got such a great deal for getting him. He bats about 270, 280. Over the last, you know, he's 20, 29 years old, so, you know, he's still got some years left. Uh, excuse me. He, uh, he's 31, so he's still, you know, he's not old. He's still got some years left to play. But I, I'm looking at his numbers, and <sighs> nothing really jumps out. You know, he, he he hit some home runs. He hits, you know, 14, 15. He had one year where he hit 31, another year where he hit 32, but, you know, in the last few years, it was 19, 13. You know, he's you know, a leadoff hitter, so he's not going to really get a whole lot of RBIs. But, you know, he, he's going to score some runs. Uh, his batting average, you know, he had one year of 319 back in 2008. But, you know, 255, 256, 277, that's not a great hitter. Uh, you know, you go and you bounce over and you look at his uh, on-base percentage, and for a leadoff hitter, again, you're still looking at, you know, 344, 326, 355, 382 was his high. Not anything that's just all that real great. I mean, it's okay, but, you know, you go back and look at Cecil Fielder's situation, and you add in his walks because people are going to walk him uh, just to avoid pitching to him. And, you know, his batting averages, you know, he batted 313, only a year ago, uh, 279 last year, 299 one year, a couple of years. So the batting average thing is definitely different. Uh, home runs, he's killing Kinsler, uh, 25, 30, 38, 32. Uh, he's a couple of years younger. Uh, yeah, he's big and you know, bulky, but you know, he still plays. He plays first base. Um, I'm sorry, but I disagree. I think that it's a great trade for the Texas Rangers. It allows them to get rid of Kinsler, move in Jerkson Profar, who is their uh, phenom, uh, the number, one of the top uh, prospects in, in the Texas Rangers minor league, in fact, in all, all minor leagues, uh, and they were able to bring him up last year. They bounced him around a little bit, and he played some outfield, played some thirds, some seconds, some short. Uh, really didn't have a place for him last year. So by moving Kinsler this year, you know, he plugs right into second base. So now you've got an infield. Uh, at third base, you've got uh, Beltre. At short, you've got uh, Elvis Andrus. You've got Profar at second, and you're going to have Prince Fielder at first base. That is a pretty dang good infield. Uh, if Profar is the player that they believe him to be, uh, that's a pretty solid infield. Uh, and rumor has it that the Rangers are also in the running for Brian McCann, catcher out of you know Atlanta, uh, perennial all-star. Uh, I think his contract was up, and he's probably going to sign for a whole bunch more than what Atlanta wanted to pay him. So he'll be on the market. Of course, you got the Rangers and the Dodgers will also be in the running for him. But if you, and, and they also signed... Uh, Benji Molina as their catching coach. So even if they don't go with someone 
like a Brian McCann. They don't go for a premium all-star. Uh, they may have somebody in their in their uh, farm system that they can bring up, or they may make a trade. And there's you know there's there's only 17 or 18 Molinas that catch in Major League Baseball, so they should be able to get one or two of the Molina brothers. Um, so I think, in my opinion, and yeah, I'm a Texas guy and I'm a homer and all that stuff, but I actually like what Texas did. If you can make a one-on-one trade for two, you know potential superstars, I don't have a problem with what, what Texas did. So I'm, uh, I'm I'm pretty ecstatic about the move. And uh, it, it bodes well for next year. And uh, uh, I think someone, uh, I heard someone say earlier today that uh, Prince Field is the world's largest vegetarian. Uh, I don't know what vegetable he's eating. Uh, it must be one of those diets like uh, uh, my friend Aaron Chalk back in Hawaii. He calls everything that he eats vegan. So he has a vegan Big Mac, a vegan porterhouse steak, a vegan fried chicken. And his belief is that if you just put the word vegan in front of it, it just becomes vegan. Yeah, I know it's goofy, but hell, that's, that's how my friends are. Um, you're listening to the Motormouth Mosley Radio Show, talking a little baseball in the middle of football season, taking a glimpse up at the TV right now. Uh, Atlanta is still trailing uh, New Orleans by three. It looks like uh, Bryant, the kicker, just shanked one. I could have tied the game at 17. Now New Orleans takes over at the 42-yard line, a big dose of Pierre, and Mark Ingram looks, looks to be in store. Now this game is down to, oh, goodness, it's two minutes and 14 seconds left, and Drew Brees has the ball, can basically close out the game. Uh it actually turned out to be a lot closer uh, than most of us predicted. Atlanta uh, did show up, and, of course, it is a, a division rivalry game, so uh, sometimes records really go out the window. They really don't matter. Uh, and, of course, Atlanta really wanted to make a statement. Uh, this is their number one rival in, in the New Orleans Saints, and it would have been an opportunity for them to uh, put a little chink in their armor. But unfortunately, it looks like unless something drastic happens, uh, that more than likely the New Orleans Saints will go away with the victory because they'll probably uh, run out the clock. Uh, There's no guarantees, absolutely, but it's definitely possible. Uh, They just picked up a large first down, which will allow them to burn some more clock. That'll definitely take them to the two-minute warning. Uh, They probably pick up one more first down after this, and this puppy's probably over. But I want to go back and I want to review my NFL picks for the week. Um, I did call this game. I did say the Saints would win over Atlanta. I got the Steelers over the Browns. I've got the Lions over the Buccaneers. I've got the Packers losing to Minnesota because of Aaron Rodgers being out. Uh, that's just That team is just not playing good ball ever since he's been hurt. I've got the Chiefs beating the Chargers going the 10-1. I've got the Bears over the Rams. I've got the Panthers over the Dolphins. Baltimore should beat the Jets at home. Uh, Texans, Jaguars, Jaguars, uh, as I said, one of the worst teams in the NFL. Uh, they'll probably go to 1-10. Uh, Tennessee versus the Raiders, two, four, six teams that will be playing, uh, which will also uh, mean that the Raiders will have a short week because they play next Thursday against the Dallas Cowboys on Monday night. Actually, that will be Monday uh, evening, Monday afternoon football, and uh, I'll uh, go over those games in a couple of minutes. 
Uh, you got the St. Louis Cardinals, excuse me, uh, the Arizona Cardinals, I predict, will take care of the Colts at home. I got the Giants going into uh, New York and beating the Giants. I've got Broncos over the Patriots. And on Monday Night Football, I got the Niners decisively beating the Washington Redskins. As I said, there will be three games next week on Thursday, so I'll have to get my picks out on Tuesday as normal. But you've got the Green Bay Packers playing against the Detroit Lions. That will be the 12:30 game. All these times are Eastern time. Then at 4.30, you've got the Dallas Cowboys playing against the Oakland Raiders. And then at uh, the Twilight game on NBC will be the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, going into Baltimore playing the Ravens. Uh, let me take a look and see some of the highlight games of the weekend. You've got Chicago and Minnesota. You've got Miami at the Jets. Um, Arizona goes into Philly. Tampa Bay goes into Charlotte. Atlanta, ooh, goes up the cold weather and plays the Bills in Buffalo. Uh, you got a rematch of a game from a couple of weeks ago. You've got Denver going into Kansas City. We'll see if Kansas City can avenge their one loss. Um, Giants and Redskins, San Diego against Cincy, and New Orleans, ooh, that's going to be a great game. Not, not this Monday, but next Monday. Yeah, yeah, next Monday, that should be a great game. You've got the New Orleans Saints going up and facing the 12th man and the Seattle Seahawks up in the North Pacific Northwest. Now, that should be another great, great game. Be definitely looking forward to watching that. I did want to say that you're still listening and watching and chatting uh, on the Motor Mouth Mosley Radio Show. I want to thank you folks that are listening in and chat. I see you there. I'll, I'll respond to your comments via chat. Some of them I will address as I talk and do my thing. A lot of stuff going on this week. There's been uh, some shakeup going on in college football down in Florida. Uh, They have uh, uh, the the authorities have uh, openly stated that the DNA that was taken uh, when dealing with this Jameis Winston sexual assault accusation uh, that the DNA actually does belong to him. Uh, I don't think that he's ever denied that. I believe it's pretty much been stated that, yes, he did have something going on with this young lady. They're saying it's consensual. Uh, She's saying that it's abuse, uh, assault, and now uh, the family said that they're looking at dropping the charges because uh, supposedly people have threatened them or told them that life would be miserable if they pursued this. Um, in either case, what gets me more than anything else, and, and trust me, if, he, if Jameis Winston did something wrong, put him in jail. If she's making a false accusation just for notoriety, put her in jail. If this is just another media made-up BS accusation uh, wag the dog kind of situation, uh, they should be ashamed of themselves. Because basically what this is going to do, and I believe that the damage has probably already been done with a lot of voters, Jameis Winston, for those of you who don't know, college quarterback, redshirt freshman, Florida State University, number two team in the country. He's up for the Heisman. Some people have him at the top of their balance right now. But it's interesting that now that the season is winding down that an accusation like this pops up, and I'm sure that some voters, whether without even getting all the facts, will jump off the bandwagon. And 
not vote for him and redirect their vote. Now, as I've said repeatedly on this show, I still believe that the Heisman winner will be A.J. McCarron. He's going to be Teflon. He's going to be uh, altar boy. He's going to be anti-Johnny Manziel. So he is the goody good guy that will ultimately, in my opinion, get the Heisman. And I believe that this little scandal will be the one thing that's going to knock Jameis Winston probably off the, 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 the stage of winning the Heisman. Um, is it fair? Is it true? Is it big media doing this thing? It's probably a little bit of all of the above, and it all stinks uh, to high hell. If he did something wrong, prosecute him. If she's lying, prosecute her. That's my, my take on that whole deal, and uh, I'll kind of let that go for now. Um, got some college football coming up this weekend. I think we were a little bit remiss the other day that we were so busy talking about coaching and who shouldn't be uh, coaching anymore and who shouldn't have their job and who should get fired that I probably slipped up and didn't talk any college football the other day other than the rankings. I will go over them again real quick. Um, Starting at number 10, I've got Oklahoma State. I've got Ohio State. So I've got two OSU teams at 9 and 10. And I've got Missouri at number eight. I've got Clemson at number seven. Texas A&M with their two losses, with their two losses, my number 16. You lose to Auburn, who is a, my number four team. You lose to Auburn at home by four. You lose to Bama in Tuscaloosa by seven. And I think, to me, uh, you don't warrant being knocked down too far because you lost against the best of the best. And so I've got Oregon at number Five Auburn, like I said, is my number fourteen, and I've got the Baylor Bears at number nine, Florida State at ten, and Alabama at number one. Florida State at number two, Alabama at number one. Now with this whole Jameis Winston thing, if they actually press charges, uh, felony charges against him, the authorities in the state of Florida, if they press charges against him in this sexual assault situation, he will automatically be suspended from. Uh, playing ball for Florida State, which could potentially shake things up majorly with Florida State because I believe they still have uh, a regular season game left or two. And then they've also, that would potentially uh, affect them with the uh, ACC championship. So if this accusation turns out to have some juice to it, it could uh, shake up uh, college football bit time and if Baylor actually takes care of their business and wins out, uh, they could actually slide in because uh, slide into the national championship game. Uh, Florida State has Idaho next week because they'll beat by 120 and then they've got Florida in that rival game uh, on November 30th add a couple of weeks to that, throw in an ACC championship game, which I believe will be against Duke, uh, which before this Jameis Winston thing popped up, you know, that was going to be probably a 21-point victory for Florida State. So they would have skated right into the national championship game. With this shakeup, uh, hmm, it could be a little bit 
dicey for Florida State for the rest of the season. So that would make things look great for Baylor, but I don't think Baylor nor anyone else wants to see it play out that way. We wanted to see the best of the best play. And uh, if, like I said, I, I would like to see some type of uh, conclusion to this whole uh, Jameis Winston situation. Uh, one way or the other, either they're going to press charges or they're not, and if they're not, then move on and uh, let the kid play. Uh, but that's my take on that, and I'll let it go. I'll uh, shut my mouth for a minute and uh, allow you to do your thing. Uh, as I said before, uh, you're listening to the Motor Mouth Movie Radio Show. We already touched on the Jameis Winston thing. We touched on a little NFL action. And, of course, we're dealing with uh, some Thanksgiving football and uh, some NBA basketball. Let's talk NBA basketball for just a second. I happen to go to the Detroit Pistons-Atlanta Hawks game last night, and that was the worst display of NBA basketball that I've seen uh, in a long time. Neither one of those teams should even consider themselves uh, NBA caliber basketball teams. It was just an ugly game, a lot of missed jump shots, and no one played defense and traveling and everything else. It just wasn't pretty. So, uh, hmm, yeah, not, not, not a good basketball. I'm not a big NBA guy, although I do like watching LeBron do his thing and Kobe and some of the more of the higher upper echelon players. I do like watching them play, but uh, uh, the, 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 the Pistons are a pale representative of what they used to be. Uh, going to check back on the game real quick. It looks like things are winding down. It's uh, New Orleans 17, Atlanta 13. I think that gives New Orleans a sweep of the season series. They took both games. I think they opened up the season with a victory over Atlanta, and now they're going to knock them off again this weekend. There's 12 seconds left in the game. They'll go to 9-2, and two, the second-best record in the NFC only behind the Seattle Seahawks, who are sitting at 10-1. and one. Of course, they're the head of their division by a bunch. Um, I'm not even sure if any – well, uh, Carolina is still in the running. Uh, they're 7-3, and three, uh, but everybody else in the NFC South is 2-9 and nine or 2-8. and eight. Uh, So there's really not anything uh, for the Falcons to play for at this point other than seeing who, can, who they can get in the draft. Uh, their owners already came out and said that they're not going to be uh, firing Coach Mike Smith. And unfortunately, same thing came out of Valley Ranch today, that Jerry Jones gave uh, the thumbs up that Jason Garrett would not be canned and he would be back next year. And that is just disheartening as a Cowboy fan because uh, that is just a problem and we're tired of uh, – we're tired of having to deal with these mediocre seasons and the up-and-down play and the inconsistency. So uh, as a Cowboy fan, it's frustrating, but no, that, that is the nature of the beast. And uh, we'll be looking forward to a bunch of great football this weekend, a uh, bunch of great football over the next 10 or 11 days, actually. Uh, we've got games this weekend. We've got high school playoffs going on all over the country. Uh, you got the Kaiser Cougars playing against the Kauai uh, Red Raiders over uh, in Hawaii playing for the Division II state championship. You've got 
the Punahou Buffs in blue playing against Mililani, I believe, in the state championship there in Division One. So uh, Georgia's got some great games going on. Uh, I think they're only in the second or third round. Uh, Shout-outs to the uh, Stevenson Jaguars, who are the neighborhood uh, team. Uh, you've got uh, – looks like you've got the Atlanta Falcons trying to pull a Stanford now. Uh, they just threw a forward pass in this uh, scramble for uh, – for a last-minute miracle touchdown, but it didn't happen. Flag was flown. They're just showing Arthur Blank on the sideline with his arms crossed and a uh, look of uh, dismay on his face. There's Sean Payton crossing the field. Uh, going to do his, uh, his handshake, wearing a visor indoors at night. But uh, <laughs> I just think that's a funny look. Sorry. Um, but just want to say thank you for listening to the Motor Mouth Mosley Radio Show. Kind of rambling right now. Um, trying to do a, a few things at the same time, but uh, I'm going to wind down a little bit and let you guys go, let you have the rest of your week. I will be back on the air on Sunday night at 11 o'clock. I'm looking at moving the show up as we get closer to playoff time. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, again, thank you for listening to Motor Mosey Radio Show. Have a blast this weekend. Do something fun, love on each other, and God bless everybody. Aloha.